The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did. What a kick. And the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house, sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined as always by my co-host, Aaron Murray. And Aaron, this is somewhat of an emergency podcast taping, I guess. Controversial statements, in quotations, controversial statements, I guess, were made by you yesterday on your national Sirius XM show. With the SEC, obviously SEC media days are going on in Atlanta, Georgia right now. You and I have been there the past couple of days. But this morning, Wednesday, the July 18th, Jeremy Pruitt, new head coach, first-year head coach at Tennessee, took the podium and was asked about comments made by you yesterday on that national Sirius XM Show. So let me go over the comments because they have kind of spread like wildfire. Paul Feinbaum from the SEC Network had taken issue with some of the things that was said. And then Jeremy Pruitt actually responded to what was said on the podium. So here we go, Aaron. Are you ready? And thanks for joining me on such short notice. Yeah, it's been a fun week. And I woke up this morning to a lot of notifications and and craziness. So yeah, give a quick update just so everyone knows who doesn't know what what occurred yesterday and this morning. It's been kind of whirlwind, and uh, that's SEC football. Yeah, that's why the, that's why we love the fans, and they're passionate. They love their schools. They love their teams, coaches, players. Uh, they represent their universities well. And and when anything comes up, uh, there's always a great debate, whether whatever side you're on. So it makes it it makes it entertaining. It makes it fun, and and just gets you kind of juiced up. That football season's right around the corner. It's talking season, there's no doubt, so people need to find something to talk about. And here's your quote, given to ESPN Radio The Game in Nashville. You simply said, I don't know if his personality, being Jeremy Pruitt, is fit to be a head coach. You explain, as a head coach, there are so many things that go into it. It's not just going out there and coaching. You have to deal with the front office. You've got to talk with the president of the university. You have to deal with boosters. You have to deal with the offense, defense, Etc. You keep going, Aaron. Quote, it's not just going in there and dealing with the kids and scheming up. There's a lot that goes into it. I don't think he's the right guy to kind of be the CEO of a corporation. He's really good managing just defense and being a defensive coordinator. He needs to prove to me that he can handle the whole ship. For right now, I don't think he can. We'll see what happens this year. I don't think it helps that he doesn't have a lot of talent at Tennessee. 
All right, so news organizations pick this up. They say that you crush Jeremy Pruitt, and Paul Feinbaum responds. So I'm going to say Feinbaum's response, Aaron, and then I want to hear your comments based on what has happened so far on Wednesday. Feinbaum says, and I quote, I know Aaron, he's a nice guy, but I don't give two rips about what he thinks about Jeremy Pruitt. First of all, he wasn't on Pruitt's side of the ball. Second of all, he's loyal to Mark Richt. Feinbaum continues, I had a guy tell me yesterday that Jeremy Pruitt is part of the reason that Kirby is having and was able to turn the corner because he toughened that program up. He insisted that they get the indoor facility that's named after Billy Payne. Feinbaum says, in final, Pruitt rubbed everyone the wrong way because the culture at Georgia was laissez-faire. We lost the game. What kind of wine do you guys want? So Aaron Murray, go do whatever you're doing right now. I don't care. Your voice is not relevant when it comes to Jeremy Pruitt. Aaron, respond, please, because that is a bit outrageous from Paul Feinbaum himself. I think, I think, I think Paul took it to another level. I mean, it, listen – He's a he's a talking head radio TV guy. I'm in that field, obviously doing TV with CBS Sports. I'm uh, doing radio with SiriusXM. We have our podcast. So for me, I mean, what what makes his opinion, I guess, better than mine? I don't know. So to the fact that he doesn't like, I, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of Paul, but I respect his opinion. I mean, he works hard. Uh, he has great relationships. He gets great details. So. He said something. I'll I'll read it. I'll respect it. If I agree with it, if I don't agree with it, it that begs to differ. I don't know half the time, but it's more of a respect thing. So I think his comments are uh, just not respectful, which is kind of crazy, especially dealing with someone else in the media. Uh, so that's why I don't agree with some of the stuff he says. Listen, he knows it. He he has controversial stuff he says all the time. It's just part of the game. You know, you say something, you back it up. Uh, and you live with it, right, wrong, and different. I've said stuff like last year's Mississippi, Mississippi State game. I thought they were a better team than Georgia. They Georgia proved me wrong. They waxed Mississippi State. I was wrong. I ate my words. We move on. You're never going to be right. No one's right in anything they do, especially in the media. You make predictions. You make bold predictions based on facts, talking with people, observations. And and for me, and I love what David Pollock said this morning too, On uh, I believe it was on ESPN, we're going with intel and facts from friends and former colleagues and coaches who, who were around Pruitt when he was at Georgia, the way he interacted, the things he said, the disrespect he had for Coach Rick and authority. And that's all I'm going, that's all I'm going off of. Mostly it's, like I said in my comments, as a head coach, you have to deal with so much. You have to deal with the AD. You have to deal with boosters. You have to deal with people in authority the head coach doesn't make you the top dog. There's a lot of people ahead of you calling some other shots too. So listen, I want him to be a good coach. I think great coaches in the SEC is what makes this league the best league out there. It's the coaches. Obviously, there's great players, but these coaches are developing these young kids to go out there and compete, to be the best, to represent this league, to go into the NFL and do amazing things. So listen, I want him to succeed. It's not like I'm saying, hey, I want this guy to – be out of there in two or three years. I want him to go kick butt, be a great coach, develop these kids, make the East, especially the East, make the East more competitive. He just, for me, he needs to prove to me that he, like I said, he can run the entire ship. He can be a great leader, not someone who's just going to yell, cuss, and scream, but really develop these kids, 
develop the relationships that are needed to be a head coach outside the football field as well. And, uh, and, and that's every head coach too. Every head coach, new head coach, has those challenges of learning to deal with everything, not just your one position or, or your offensive scheme or defensive scheme. I totally agree, Aaron. And you made an opinion-based statement that you have facts to back up, okay? So you simply said, he's got to prove it to me from what I have heard and what you know. You don't think he's cut out to have the personality of being a successful coach in the SEC. Now, when Feinbaum shoots back at you and says, quote, I don't give two rips about what you think, and then he says, go do whatever you're doing right now. I don't care. And then he says, your voice is not relevant when it comes to Jeremy Pruitt. A few things, Paul. Aaron's voice certainly is relevant because, one, you're on a national show on SiriusXM. You're a CBS sports analyst on college football. You're the all-time leading SEC passer in career history, and you were 4-0 against Tennessee. So your voice certainly does matter. But going back to Paul Feinbaum, it's like you took a personal shot at him. Yes, Paul Feinbaum did graduate from the University of Tennessee. Yes, Paul Feinbaum does have deep ties to Birmingham, Alabama, where he got his start in his career. And guess what? Jeremy Pruitt, extremely deep ties to Birmingham, Alabama. He was a defensive coordinator at Hoover High School. So for Paul Feinbaum to carry water for an unproven head coach in the SEC, to me, is ridiculous. He's putting his reputation on the line, Paul Feinbaum is, as this sort of SEC tastemaker, when he has nothing to back up his facts. He goes on to say that Jeremy Pruitt had something to do, a legitimate reasoning for Georgia having an indoor practice facility now is because Jeremy Pruitt made comments in the media. Dude, those comments had been happening since 2005. I tweeted out earlier, Aaron, that if Jeremy Pruitt had something to do with Georgia getting an indoor practice facility, then I deserve credit for Georgia winning the Rose Bowl because I was at a party on New Year's Day and I said, hey, Jim Cheney should give the ball to Sonny Michelle on second down in second overtime. I mean, that is the most outrageous take I've heard in quite some time. And for Paul Feinbaum to come at you like that personally and just absolutely dismiss your opinion when this is an opinion business and you're doing your job during SEC media days is ridiculous. I lost a ton of respect for Paul Feinbaum. Not that I had much of respect for him to begin with, but to take those personal shots at you when you simply gave an opinion-based statement that you have facts and examples to back up is stupid. It's unprofessional. And to me, it's, it's amateur. So Paul Feinbaum, shame on you for doing that because you took an opinion and you went personal with it, which to me shows that you have nothing to back up what you've said. So Moving forward, Jeremy Pruitt gets asked about it today on Wednesday at SEC Media Days, talking about your comments. And Aaron, here's what he said. I look at it like this. 15 years ago, I was a kindergarten teacher, and today I'm the head coach at Tennessee. So you probably don't make that ascension unless you know how to treat people. Before I get your feedback on that, Aaron, here's what I'll say. I have a ton of sources, real sources and people who are disrespected by Jeremy Pruitt on a daily basis. And I don't care if you're losing football games. Look, when you're in staff meetings and when you're on the football field, you treat people with respect. That's how you turn programs around and get success on the football field. So Aaron, I'm 100% in your corner. And yeah, I'm sure Jeremy Pruitt's changed a little bit, but let's not lose sight of the fact that I think he was Tennessee's 12th pick to become head football coach 
on Rocky Top. That was a complete disaster. Okay, they got Phil Fulmer as the AD now, who will certainly help mold Jeremy Pruitt into being hopefully a successful head coach for all Tennessee fans. But look, this wasn't their first pick, and now everybody's trying to back him up, and I just can't believe that Paul Feinbaum would go at you like that on a personal level. So I'm sure he's changed. We'll see. You said it best, though. Tennessee's got no talent. Jeremy Pruitt's got a tough road ahead of him. Well, I do like Pruitt's answer. I mean, listen, and it's the same thing when people are like, oh, did you read when you're playing? Did you read the comments from this reporter, from this person? It's like, listen, there's so much that these coaches and players are dealing with that I'm sure he got asked that question all today and tomorrow when he's getting ready or heading back to Tennessee, it's going to be a last thing on his mind. I think us as a media, obviously we blow it up. We love to talk about it, but these coaches and players, they have one mindset. It's to get better, to get to work and get ready for the season. So like I said, he's, he, I'm sure by the time he's on that flight tonight, it's going to be over his head and he'll be on to the next thing, getting ready to rock and roll for the season. So I think, like I said, us as media members, and especially a slow week because SEC media right now, there's, there's not a lot of news. There's just not that much going on. Uh, so any way to get people talking, I guess, is, is people are going to start talking. It makes some fun for the week, especially since Tennessee was there today with him and their players representing the University of Tennessee at SEC Media Day in Atlanta. But, um, yeah, listen, I, I go back. I, I agree with you on, on the Paul, Paul Feinball issue. It's more of a respect thing. Listen, we all – we are in this industry and it is an opinion-based industry, and um, we will continue to make opinions on this podcast and, and our other careers, whether it's on TV or radio and all that good stuff. But it, it turns out, um, you know, at the end of the day, you got to have respect for your, your colleagues and people you work with, and, and we'll go from there. For Feinbaum to say that he doesn't give a rip about what you said and that you have no place to make those comments is just absolutely false. The reason we started Punt and Pass, Aaron, is because you and I have the experience know the inside stories, and legitimately have reasons to give our opinions to the fans, to other media members, to players who listen to us because we know what the hell's going on, and we have examples to back up our statements. So any other parting statements, Aaron? I know it's been kind of a crazy day for you, but it's only going to keep getting crazier as SEC Media Days has this afternoon with Alabama moving into wrapping up tomorrow. It's going to be a fun, uh, fun rest of the week. It's obviously just focusing on SEC media day a little bit here. It's going to be always a good time listening to Nick Saban. And, and uh, the first question, I'm sure it's going to be about the quarterbacks and what the plan is heading into, into fall camp. So really looking forward to his answers and seeing the rest of these teams. And, and once, it, once this week's over, I mean, we're, we're 10 days, 12 days away from these players strapping up and getting ready for practice. So it's, it's been a fun week at SEC Media Day. I thought a lot was learned about the coaches, the players. We still not got another day and a half left of it. But I think everyone's just really excited, really chomping at the bit to, to get this season going. All right, so before we go, what is your official prediction for the SEC championship game in December? Tennessee versus Mississippi State? Definitely not Tennessee-Mississippi State. I, I think I'm going with, with obviously, the, the Georgia Bulldogs and Alabama. I really like Auburn. I think Auburn's a great football team. I think the fact that their schedule, the way it ends up this year with both playing Alabama and Georgia on the road at the end of the season really does not help things uh, at all for those guys. So that's the reason why I got Alabama winning. I think if it's at Auburn, I would have to think about it a little bit more just because I really like Stidham. I think Auburn's defense, front seven's great. Um, But the fact that they have to travel both those games is going to really, really be tough on those guys. So 
that's my reasoning. Um, but it should be a fun year. I think the East is going to get better this year. I think South Carolina is going to be better. Uh, or just, I mean, they were great last year. I think they're going to take another step forward this year. I think Florida is going to continue to get better. Kentucky. So look for the East. My biggest thing is look for the East to get a little bit stronger and, and kind of uh, hold their weight compared to the West uh, by the end of the season. All right, that's the consensus throughout the entire media base at SEC Media Days. Look for Alabama to come out of the West, Georgia to come out of the East, and most notably expect another dominant season from the SEC across college football. Aaron, appreciate your comments, man. For everybody listening, find us on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. Aaron's at AaronMurray11. I am at Drew Butler 13. Check back next week. We'll have another fresh podcast for you right here. See you.